Hey everyone, this is Growing Up My Girl Creamy's Gump Extra. I'm Stephanie. I'm Anthony. And today we're just going to give you a little bit of recap on the past two weeks. We have been away as far as the extras letting y'all know what's going on with us because it's been a little crazy. Last Friday, or it's two weeks ago now. Would it be two weeks ago now? Yeah, yeah, it's about two weeks. It's two weeks ago now. Um, Friday, she was not feeling good when she came home from school. And we ended up taking Well, 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 stop, stop right there. She wasn't feeling well, and we couldn't figure out why, and we didn't know that it was going on all day. Her teachers haven't quite gotten used to Scarlett yet, and it's kind of our fault, because we we always kind of brush things off as nonchalant, but she had a bad day, and was showing signs of what we normally would have been watching for. So I guess it's it's harder for us to kind of see what's going on with her, since we're away from her for eight hours a day now, instead of just three. So the teacher was telling me when I picked her up that, you know, she was a little bit fussy, because... Something happened and she cried a couple of times in school. And then she said that she was just got really sleepy and she wasn't sure if it was just that they wore her out. She goes, I think we really wore her out today. As we've talked about before, Scarlett's triggers for a malfunction are... Vomiting, lethargy... And inconsolability. Yes, those are the, the big ones, the main ones that when we know something is going on with her. So mainly she just described two of the things, but kind of played it off that she was doing a lot in school when she hadn't. So we got her here. And it was... What did we do that Friday? I don't even remember what we did. I remember just being home and we kept debating whether we should take her or not. She... That was the that was actually the big argument for the day. Yeah, it was. She had gotten home and we were... Man, I'm trying to think what we did. Well, y'all were here. This all happened on Thursday because we came home and had therapy Thursday and we couldn't figure out why she was so cranky. And that's when it started clicking to me like she's really upset and I can't figure out what's going on with her because she's usually pretty good when she has therapy. Occasionally when she doesn't want to do something, she'll just crawl away from the therapist or She'll just go do something else. She's kind of getting out of the just crying because she doesn't want you around her face. This all happened Thursday night. We I got home from work. She had thrown up once by the time Anthony had gotten here. And I told him, I'm like, she threw up and I'm not sure if she's, if she's constipated. And I was trying to remember when the last time that she pooped was. And this is this was another issue that not, well not really an issue i voiced the concern to the teacher and said this is something that we need to know about everything that goes on throughout the day we would like to know you know if she had a good day we need to know if she pooped kind of an odd request i can see <laughs> but so, you know what we're those brown parents <laughs> you know occasionally i'll get a text message from the teacher she pooped today yay and then i was thinking like did i did i get one from her this week and i'm trying to think when the last diaper that i changed was my answer was zero and I, I couldn't remember so I was like it has to be she's constipated I was like that has to be what it is we tried to give her uh, a laxative to help and a she suppository was, and a suppository because she was trying to push and that's what made her throw up the first time we waited a little bit and then she just it wasn't helping then I put on a show and she seemed like she got a little better yeah and then that I, worried me more because it was coming in waves at this point yeah, it was it was really weird because it was off and on, off and on that she was crying. So she started to gag like she was going to throw up again. And we decided to go ahead and take her to the ER just to be on the safe side because we knew she already had now had three of the 
signs of a shunt malfunction. And with Scarlet, it's so hard to to tell if it's a shunt malfunction because she presents the same way that she does for constipation. And with her seizures, there's just a couple more things that happen along with the seizure so that we know. That one's a little on. easier. That one's like, oh, hey, you're seizing. Well, not but always. The, but it has the throw up and the lethargy and everything like that. The seizure normally comes after a while of the pushing and being constipated for too long. So we knew that's what we were fighting against. If we knew that she was constipated and she was showing these signs of throwing up, I was of the mindset of trying to stop another seizure. And one of the reasons we, we were hesitant to take her to the ER was because last year she got pneumonia and the flu twice. So we were trying not to expose her to any sick children that are, you know, ER. That's where all of them are. And we're not anti-vaxxers. She did get her shots. Yeah, she's had her, she's had all her shots. So um, I'm just anti-hospital. <laughs> we're both anti-hospital. When you, when you spend that much time there, you just don't want to go. <laughs> we decided to go ahead and take her as we got there. Which, hold on. Leave a comment if you've been in the NICU and you're an anti-vaxxer. I'd like to have a conversation. That, that's interesting if you've been in the NICU and you decided not to get any vaccinations. Because I was there for a little while and I still, I, I teeter, I teeter back and forth. But I digress. But yeah, leave a comment. Thank you. <laughs> so we got to the ER and we, we did our normal spiel. We told them, you know, Scarlett. We gave all her information that we have to give when we get in. They slapped that little red sticker on us and they pushed us to the back. You're skipping important parts here. One, we had Aiden with us. And on the way to the hospital, Scarlett decided to turn into the exorcist. I don't know how you're missing this in the story. I, there, it was just so much going on. I, well, I if we're trying to tell it. stories, we got to tell the whole thing. Well, that's why you're here. So you can remind me. Because I forget. It's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> so we've learned that if Scarlett ever throws up and we are debating or thinking, leaning towards it might be a shunt malfunction, grab a towel. That's a, that's a lot of trial and error. <laughs> Mainly error. And then we won't walk into the ER smelling like vomit. I think we've talked about it before. I don't like calling the ambulances... Because they always make a stop off at the nearest hospital to get an IV started or get her checked out before they take her all the way to Cook. And unless she's actually was in like the last time she had the full seizure, they just took me straight to Cook because I was halfway there. But she had a seizure here and they took her to MCA because she was pretty involved in the seizure and they, they were having issues. Stopping it. And when she gets in the ambulances, it takes them forever to get her to the hospital, which I understand. They've got protocol, blah, blah, blah. Me, Spirit of Dale comes in every time. <laughs> Anytime that she ha we have to get her to the hospital, it's my go time. It's everything I trained for in my 20s and early 30s. From Arlington to Cook Children's, I'm not proud of it, but I will brag about it. I, I do safely uh, speed. I learned how to speed correctly. In the military, when we were trying to get deployed, we had to get somewhere quick. Traffic was just a hindrance that you could get around. There is a way around traffic. Safely. I can get Scarlet from here to Cook Children's in right around 20 minutes, which is a good feat, which is normally, it's a 10-minute it's a shave off because it's normally about 30 minutes going the speed limit. So I'm not going that fast because it's only a four-cylinder, people. <laughs> While going there, lots of things happen because Scarlet is just, she is very finicky and I know I have to get there in a certain amount of time. And if we waited for an ambulance, she would, it would take an hour because the last time it did, it took an hour to get her there. And then they made the mistake of taking her to the closest hospital and we'll do an extra on that. 
on the way to the hospital, I, you know, normally if we have to take Scarlett, I, I'll turn sideways in my chair and watch her, especially if she's seizing because she does vomit. And so she fell asleep. So she started coughing. And that's when I was like, oh, I think she's going to throw up. So I grabbed the towel and I unbuckled myself and leaned back to help her because she was the way that she was sitting. I didn't want her to swallow it or choke on it. So I moved her. And as soon as I moved her, she just started puking all in my hands. And luckily I had that towel because I caught all of, well, pretty much all of it. She had a little bit in her, on her jacket. So if you're a parent, you've done this before. Seatbelt laws kind of go out of the window when you see your kids in trouble. You're going to do what you need to do to make sure your kid's okay. Like she said, we were worried about her vomiting because she's got cerebral palsy, so she doesn't always have control of her movement. So we were helping her get everything out and make sure it stayed out. But I think Stephanie did too good of a job because she didn't stop. The one to two little times that she got sick at home turned in a whole like Halloween horror movie vomiting for what it sounded like. I never looked back. I was just driving, but I know what it sounded like. What did it look like? It it was just a lot of vomit shooting at me. (laughs) (laughs) It scared me a little because I was like, oh God, I'm not going to catch all of it. And then I thought she was going to stop. And so I started to fold up the towel to make sure that none of it like got into the car or on her and she started vomiting more and I was like oh my god and so I'm trying to catch it so as I'm driving I'm doing my normal thing you know you count rounds you count vomit so I counted at least six times that she got sick in the car so I floored it a little bit harder I got that little four cylinder up to 85 miles an hour I could have I could (laughs) have almost been back to the future at that point back to the hospital part we get there and we tell them everything that's going on They move us on back. By that time, Anthony had already called his mom to come and get Aiden. By call, she means text. I don't call. Oh, no, I did call. You called her. That's right, because she was at dinner and I ruined it. Yep. Because I'm pretty sure they didn't eat because I saw the to-go boxes. But Aiden hadn't eaten eaten either. This was like at 7, 7.30 at night. So we were all getting ready to eat dinner. That's why we were really like, okay, let's get in the car and let's go. And we'll make our way that way. Maybe we'll grab dinner down there because we've got a good Mediterranean place that we love down there. Called my mom. She came and got him. Aiden was all happy as a clam because he got to ride in the Cadillac, got to sit in the booster seat by himself, and got to choose what he was going to have for dinner. So I got all the hugs and goodbyes, and my parents were just great as always and just taking him and ended up keeping him most of the night. Yeah. And say we ended up getting him because we were going to take him to school, but it was too hard. It was too hard to get them up. But you'll see why when we get to that part. (laughs) So we get back there and they start doing all the tests. We talked. The doctor came by, said, you know, we're running these tests. We're doing x-ray. We're doing a CT. We're going to give her some IV fluids. That way, he said, because she has thrown up that many times, we need to make sure that she's uh, she has fluids in her. So they had someone from the IV team come in and put an IV in her. And she... I don't remember. Was she, was she awake when they did it? I think I missed that one. The IV... I don't remember for sure. No, you were there because it was that one guy that did it by himself. Oh, yeah. Because we were surprised. So we we got back there and Scarlett was awake. She was really pissed off, very uncomfortable because she wanted the TV on. Uh, but there wasn't really any good cartoons on it that late. But they turned TV on and then she got happy. And yeah. so we're like, what the heck? And again, like when we were home, 
we turned the TV on and she was okay. And so we were like, okay, false alarm. The doctor came in, felt her belly, said that it was soft. They were doing all this stuff. And so they were like, maybe she's just, you know, really dehydrated. She's having a hard time pushing and we'll just, let's, let's get an IV put into her. We we're like, okay, but she's a hard stick. We normally need an IV team. And we kind of got the shrug off like we normally do when we say, hey, we need someone. <laughs> then this uh, bearded god came into the room. He gave no Fs, and I appreciated it. <laughs> Nothing I said mattered, and I was okay with it. Normally, it would have pissed me off, but he looked like he was doing it, and we were, already, we were part of the Beard Club. And he just kind of let it slowly drop that he was part of the IV team, and he normally puts these in by himself because he's the only one on the floor that can do it quickly and do it well. And he's just that good. Scarlet had just fallen asleep, so I was a little worried that we were about to have just this horrific screaming fit, and she was going to get sick, start puking. She stayed asleep the whole time. One stick, stayed asleep. I was impressed. Yeah. So we never get out of there with one stick. So we did all the x-rays, the CT scan, they said everything looked, you know, her shunt looked beautiful. Ventricles were, what'd they say? They were small, shrunken. Is that what they're supposed to be? Yeah, they're not supposed to be big. Okay. Because when they're big, that's when we know something's wrong. Oh, well, um, hey, I learned something today, too. I always thought they were supposed to be big. We got all the tests back, and they ended up... They took blood work, right? They did blood work, and they yeah, said... Yeah, after, after, uh, after he, he put the IV in. He started pulling right. everything. So And he used glue. This is why Anthony calls the bearded god. So he did something that I've never seen anyone do, and for these kids that have these issues like this, it was freaking amazing. So he had this... It looked like a... Like a, a two-part epoxy. Basically, he clicked this pin into the to activate the catalyst. And it was basically super glue. He put it where the IV went into her skin uh, and basically super glued it, then put the tape over top of it. And then he had this little sticker that he put on there to say, hey, I use super glue. Uh, mainly because, you know, kids like Scarlet move around a lot. And Scarlet was just as comfortable as can be. You could tell it wasn't moving and it wasn't hurting her. Because sometimes that does happen. And it was freaking awesome. If you see a green sticker on your kid's hand, they use super glue. And you're going to have an experience after that. We got all the tests back, all the the images, and the doctor said everything looked great. No issues. They were just going to chalk it up to she was dehydrated. And they gave her the bolus of fluids and said after the, the bag was done, we could go home. So now it's about 11 midnight-ish. Yeah, it was close. It was close to midnight. We went and picked up Aiden because we were like, he doesn't go until 12, so we can just take him to school. And actually, that day, there was a half day, so... I made the decision that night. I was like, look, it's a half day. You're not going into work with me. Scarlett's going to be asleep. Aiden's going to be tired. Y'all just stay home. I'll go to work, and y'all just stay home because it wasn't worth the morning routine of them in a five-hour sleep for two hours for Aiden because Scarlett had they wrote a note for her to miss Friday which if you have siblings that are close to age we have Irish twins you'll hear about that in our regular podcast but since Scarlett has a lot of medical issues and Aiden is kind of dependent on her as to schooling if Scarlett has to miss school they more than likely know that Aiden was there with us, which he was. So they let us copy Scarlett's medical excuses and use them for Aiden also. That's, that's really cool about our school district. So if y'all have that issue, try that. So the week went on. 
the weekend went. We spent the weekend. We had Katie and Christian that weekend, and which they were mad again that we didn't tell them what happened. We had we had a good weekend. She wasn't cranky at all. Yeah, she, everything was great up until she pepped back up. Like nothing happened um, that weekend, and she had a small poop. She yeah, she had a small poop for us, and then um, the week went on, and she was fine pretty much all week. We didn't have any any complaints, nothing going on with her. And then we had a busy weekend. We had a busy weekend planned, and it was close to the end of the week. Ho- it's Halloween weekend, or it, because Halloween landed during the week, everybody was, was celebrating the week this weekend. The weekend before, I had big plans with my buddy, my my old roommate, my best man Kyle was uh, taking me to a a concert. With the lead singer for Bowling for Soup and MXPX, they were doing a uh, Storyteller's acoustic set. And I'd been pumped about this for over a month because he invited me a month in advance and told me I better have the night off. (laughs) Yeah, Anthony said, hey, you think uh, you can handle it solo on the 26th? 26th? Whatever day Saturday was. It was 26th, yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, Kyle invited me this and I'm like, oh yeah, go. Don't worry about it. We're fine. And so we made plans with the family Friday, we went to a trick-or-treat event. Saturday, we were going to go to a pumpkin pat and do pumpkin pumpkin carvings. And then Sunday, we had a birthday party and we were going to do more pumpkin carvings with my family. So Saturday was Anthony's family. Sunday was my family. So that's the plan, ladies and gentlemen. So now buckle in because we're going for another day in the life of... So Friday night, Scarlett was, was, she was trying to poop Friday night. And I was telling Anthony, I'm like, you know what? Her teacher, she hadn't pooped for me this since we had that one small poop. And her teacher hadn't told me. Friday night, we had been giving Scarlett stuff to make sure that she was going to go. To make sure that she was going to go to the bathroom and that she was hydrated. So we gave her Pedialyte. We gave her some fiber bars. We were working on, we tried a couple of things. We basically did everything but a suppository. And so I was telling Anthony, I was like, you know what? I don't know if her teacher didn't tell me if she pooped. I was like, I I know that I only changed one this week. I was like, she should have pooped more. So I text her teacher Friday afternoon and her teacher said, you know, I didn't change any, but I didn't check with my TAs. And so she's like, let me text them and I'll text you back. And so she texts, she did text me shortly after maybe 10 minutes later and said, my TA said uh, she did change a poop today, actually. And it was a rather large one. Apologized for not telling me and said that I'll make sure that they know that this is something that we need to monitor. Because it's kind of important. Then I was just like, oh, okay, I feel better. So Saturday comes, we get up, take off to go do our thing. Hold on, wait, Saturday's a cluster F. Don't just say we take off to do our things. (laughs) So... While Stephanie's getting ready, I'm out in the garage and I'm I'm reorganizing our garage, you know, making it a little more usable. That way we can park some cars in there and possibly move some of this podcast stuff to video, uh, make a backdrop and things like that. So we're, we're getting the garage uh, future-proofed, basically. So I was using, while Stephanie was going to go to the pumpkin patches because they had a plan to meet by 12 o'clock. I I knew I had five hours to do what I wanted in the garage before I needed to get ready because Kyle was going to come meet me at six and then we were going to head out and just and and head to Dallas from that point. So we leave the house at 12 o'clock. About 12.15, I was, you know, I was looking, thinking about a day. I was like, you know what? I've got these tires in the garage that I had bought. I was going to go put them on the Sequoia because I was making some good headway in the garage. I was going to take a break and 
have the new tires put on the Sequoia. That way, you know, I was driving that night, so I was going to have some new tires on there. You know, I felt good. And then I realized I don't have my wallet. And then I came into the house, started looking around, and then realized that I did not buy dinner the night before. Therefore, my wallet is in the vehicle, not the Sequoia, the one Stephanie just drove off in. Call Stephanie and ask her, hey, can you check the center console, see if my wallet's in there? Yep. <laughs> okay. I said, all right, just leave it at my mom's. I'll go pick it up. I'll leave here like at three or something and just pick it up while you let the pumpkin patch grab it and then just run back here, try and do some more and get ready. Then about 15, 20 minutes pass, I realize that I can't go by the bank and deposit some coins because I don't have my wallet. I can't go and purchase some things because I don't have my ID for the card that I was going to use. Then I realize I don't have any of my cards. They're all in the Sequoia. Go to look for the Sequoia keys. Give Stephanie a call. Hey, Steph, are the Sequoia keys in the car, too? Yes. <laughs> all right. Naturally, you'd think this is a dilemma. We've got, you know, two cars. She's got the keys to all the cars. Luckily, I had just fixed the BMW. It was sitting there, rare and ready to go. But I at least had a moving vehicle this time. <laughs> so I've left him before with taking all, the all keys three in my sets purse. of the keys in her purse or in the car. So I was I wasn't too annoyed. I just knew I had to leave. I was on a time crunch, and so we ended up meeting at my mother in law's house because the pumpkin patch that we were supposed to go to wasn't actually a pumpkin patch. It was just a place that was selling pumpkins. So we went to go brainstorm and figure out where we were going. The kids are hungry. I take off to go get them food, and I call Anthony and said, "Hey, just in case you are on your way to your mom's, I'm not there. I'm going to get the kids something to eat." My response is, "What? Y'all still haven't left?" I was like, "Okay." Well, I'm going to leave here in another uh, 30 minutes. I had to close up the garage, get all my tools back in, make sure the BMW started. But I, I missed something. Earlier, Stephanie asked, should I bring back your wallet? Because I'm just over off 287 in Beach, almost a, a, a third of the way to my mom's house and two-thirds away from me. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. Had I known my wallet and the keys were in there, I would have said, yes, definitely, come back. <laughs> and had I known they were all going to be there until 2 o'clock, not doing anything... Definitely would have said, yes, come back. But I was trying to be considerate. I was like, no, y'all are trying to get to the pumpkin patch. I don't want y'all to be late for that because I'm stupid and left my wallet and the keys in the car. I was trying to be the good guy. And then I was just like, man, I should have just done it. I should have let you come back. <laughs> I get the kids their food. And we find I a pumpkin patch. Anthony heads to us. And I remembered I called him and I was just like, I forgot Scarlet's Walker. Yeah. Will you bring Scarlet's Walker when you when you come? So now the uh, maybe I can just take a credit card and I don't really need to go down there. It just completely went away because now I had to bring Scarlet's Walker. I uh, know, poor girl. <laughs> so well, we say this: Scarlet's got two walkers. She's yeah. got an off-roading one and then a normal one that has a seat. We're trying to get a seat for the off-roading one, but right now we just don't have it. So we go do our activities. We head back to my mother-in-law's house. We have the the kids all got pumpkins and we went back to my mother-in-law's and they all painted their own pumpkins. And my in-laws decide to buy pizza for all the kids because they want us to stay a little bit longer and hang out. We're sitting there and Scarlett had fallen asleep. I remember after sitting there, I remember uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law had both commented on oh man scarlet's looking tired y'all we wore her out today and i was like famous oh, last words yeah we did wear her out we're sitting there and then all of a sudden she's asleep and she wakes up and she's starting to cry and i was like oh no what's going on and everyone's like what's wrong scarlet what's wrong and she started to cough and i was like oh no i grabbed her and took off running to the back of the house because 
the bathrooms in my mother-in-law's house are in the back of the house. So Where I, they should be. <laughs> so I took off running to the back of the house to get her to the, the bathroom in case she threw up. She just cried for a little bit and I asked her if she needed to go to the bathroom and she said no. And so I was like, oh man, okay. And so we go and sit back down and she's signing to me that she's hungry. I told my mother-in-law and I'm like, you know, she ate today and the teacher said she pooped yesterday, but I think she needs to poop. And I was like, I really do. I was like, cause the way that she coughed it, I was like, it's that constipation cough. And I was like, she's not dehydrated. Cause I made sure that she had, she's been drinking really good. We found a cup that she liked. We've made sure that she's been drinking good. Thanks office depot for having a cup like that. My mother-in-law suggests she's like, Give her some of that sugar-free oatmeal that I have. That always makes her poop when she's with me. I was like, good idea. So meanwhile, I'm oblivious to all this that's going on because I'm at the concert at this point. I'm a few drinks in. And apparently I had at this point texted Stephanie that I'm having an amazing night. And it's been a long time since I felt like this. And I thanked her that it was pretty awesome that I was able to do it. That's what started the... I'm not going to say anything to Anthony. I'll just tell him she was a little constipated when he gets home. She eats about half of the bowl of oatmeal. And she lays back down like she's going to go to sleep. And I was like, man. And then she wakes. Like she's laying there. And I'm sitting next to her. And... She like opens her eyes, starts to cry, and then just throws up all over me and the blanket that she has covering her. And my mother-in-law grabbed me some towels and she's like, just let her throw up all over the blankets. It's fine. It's fine. And everyone was asking if she's okay. And I was like, I think she just needs to poop. And so I went to the store and I got her um, a liquid suppository to help her poop. I got back, gave it to her. She was fine. She was playing like nothing. And I gave it to her when we got back and she started passing gas. So I was like, okay, so she should be pooping soon. I was like, so we're, we're good. We stayed for a little bit longer, probably till about 10 o'clock at night. My parents live in the district where her hospital is. So it was easier to stay there than head home and then have to come back. So that's what Stephanie was thinking at this point. Yeah. I was like, if I need to take her to the ER, I was like, I'm five minutes away. That's better than 30 minutes away. (laughs) So about 10 o'clock. The second artist comes onto the stage, so I'm still da- I'm in, still in Dallas hanging with Kyle, and at this point, I'm still a few more drinks in, and I'm craving pizza, so I know for sure we're going to eat after this concert. And I still hadn't told him anything that was going on with Scarlett. Really I- hadn't talked. We had just said, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, just checking in. I was posting things to Instagram, and so she knew I was alive. So she wasn't really messaging me. Which and I was... knew he was having a really good time because he, that's all, he kept texting me. And I knew that he had been drinking because he was just like, I'm having a great time. You know, this is the best. Thank you so much for, you know, letting me have a, a night, a carefree night. And I was just like, oh my God, should I tell him? No, I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to leave it. You know, I'll tell him when he gets home. So it's probably about 10 o'clock and he's texting me that he asking how the evening was going. So I had told Anthony that we were home. And in fact, we were stopping at Kroger because I needed to get a couple of items. One, the main thing I needed to get was some crackers for Scarlett, uh, some Pedialyte because I wanted to make sure that um, she had everything she needed. And so while I was there, I went ahead and got some other groceries because we get there and she's pepped up and laughing and playing with Aiden. And so I was like, well, 
I was like, maybe she's she just needed to get rid of some gas. We're walking through the store, and then all of a sudden, she looks at me and starts to start to cry, and just throws up all over the floor. And luckily, I had jumped back, and so it was all over the floor. Good move, mom. <laughs> and so I I got some wipes and was kind of like trying to clean her face and clean the cart. And then I grabbed one of the employees and I was like, I'm really, really sorry, but my daughter just got sick. And he was just like, oh, no. I said, if you bring my mop, I'll clean it up. I don't want you to have to clean this up. And he's just like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. He ended up cleaning it up. I'd have brought you a damn mop. <laughs> we got we got our stuff, paid for it, and left and went home. And Anthony had texted me again, what are y'all doing? And I said, we're getting ready to lay down. So this is about, oh, I would say, I, th- I think by that text we were getting pizza. So this is about 11 that we're we're finishing up the pizza because, you know, it was a really good night. Wanted some pizza. When we got our pizza, you know, a bomb dropped. They said our pizza was bad. They dropped a slice when they were pulling it out of the oven. So we were down a slice. <laughs> but they were going to give us a free pizza to take home with us to make up for it. Me and my roommate, we can put some food down. And after having a few drinks, that was, you know, we, we were just hamming it up, having some fun. So, you know, we're coming home with a free pizza, uh, heading home. And so it's about 1130 now where I'm on 360 about to exit Arkansas. And I see my phone ring. Uh, I, don't, I don't hear it because it's on silent because of the concert. And I pick it up and it's Stephanie. And I, I asked him, okay, so before I, before I get into what I asked him, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> so we get home. I pull the car into the garage so that I can unload the groceries with the door down so that... Because I had just cleaned it up. So that nothing happens. No one comes up behind me or anything while I'm trying to unload groceries. Good operational security. I got the kids out, put them in their beds, took shoes off, put them in their PJs, got them all comfy, and I started to unload the car. While When I came in, I heard Scarlett starting to cough, and I was like, oh no. So I ran to her room and... She's starting to gag. I ran out to get a towel, ran back in. And as soon as I did, she started throwing up. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, I have to take her to the ER. And I was like, which after she threw up at, at Kroger, I was like, oh, maybe I need to take her. And I was like, uh, I'm going to wait a little bit because I don't want to take her back again and risk getting her like exposed to all the germs that are there. And not just the exposure. We also don't want to be the people that are crying wolf on their kid all the time. There's that stigma of, are we taking our kid too much to the doctor, which we need to get over as parents. And I think as a community of people with children who are constantly sick, we need to not feel that way. But I know we, I, I feel that way. I I know you do too. Yeah, I do too. I hate when we go up there. Like The first time that we took her to the ER and we're like, she's just dehydrated. Nothing's wrong with your child. <laughs> which, I mean, dehydration is not something to play with. I mean, that is something that's bad. It was... Something that could have been avoided. Yeah, but also Scarlett has a, had a swallow dis, uh, disability when she was born. She's got one vocal cord that doesn't really work. Uh, she's had vocal cord surgery to plump that vocal cord up. So she's she's got issues in her throat, and she doesn't always like to just drink like everybody else. So dehydration with her, uh, we did feel it was all our fault at some point in times. But we've kind of gotten over the fact that it's nothing we can do. We can just put the drink in her hand, but we can't make her drink. Yeah, we can't force her. She she throws up, and I finally get her to 
calm down and stop. I get a jacket on her and her house shoes and I go into Aiden's room, get a jacket on him and get his house shoes. Well, before I started loading the car, I was like, crap, I have all this cold stuff that I need to put in the fridge. So I just grabbed it and just threw it all in the fridge. And I knew whatever I didn't have that was still in the car that wasn't cold could stay in there and just go with us to the hospital. So I get in the garage, I turn it on and I I was like, oh wait, I need to grab blankets for the kids because it's cold. Close the door, walk in the house, grab Aiden, walk back into the garage and pull the handle and the car door is locked. And I was like, wait, where are the keys? I was like, damn it, the car's on. So... I, you know, you guys, I have, I have some really good locked myself out of the car stories. I really do. My favorite is when the window was down <laughs> and she locked herself out. Go ahead. Ask her how. Oh, uh, that's, that's a, it's a good one. Just what? finish the story. <laughs> that one's too good to not have its own. I'm trying to get into the car and I'm freaking out because I, I don't have the, we don't have the extra key because, you know, we're still paying on the car. So I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, oh. My OnStar. So I try to unlock the car and our OnStar lock locking option isn't isn't active. And I was like, oh, crap. I forgot Anthony canceled it because we weren't using it. So I called them and I was just like, okay, I'm freaking out. I got to take my daughter to the ER and I can't unlock the car. I just paid to have the, the remote access and it's not it's not activating. Can you unlock the car or start the activation quicker and the lady's just like are you in trouble do you need us to call 911 and I was like no I just need the car unlocked it's an emergency I'm trying to get my kid to the ER so she's like okay I have to transfer you so I was just like oh so she transfers me and the lady's like I I'm on the other line with 911 and I'm like no hang up the call I was like I need to get in my car. The keys are locked inside the car in my garage and I need to take her to the ER. She's not in serious need of an ambulance. She's you're not be- you're not taking this phone call the way you should have. <laughs> Can you just please unlock the doors? I was like, that's all I need. Just unlock them. I'm trying to get me and my kids in the car. Wait, did they make you pay? Yeah, I, I paid to activate it. So we need to cancel that? Yeah, I'll have to cancel it. Remind me to cancel it on Monday. This is new to me, by the way. I don't remember this part of the story. You were drunk when I told you this part. Spoiler alert! (laughs) They finally unlock the car after like 10 minutes. And I get them in the car, get the garage door closed, take off, and I call Anthony. And that was the first thing I said, where are you? Are you still in Dallas? And I can tell he's so happy. He's like, I'm about a block away from you. And I was like, oh. I was like, I'm taking Scarlett to the ER. I've waited for a while and I'm really sorry I didn't tell you sooner. I was like, do you want me to turn around and come get you? And he's just like, no, just go. And I was like, okay, I'll meet you there. So we go to the ER. On the way there, I called my mom and I was just like, I really need your help. Can you meet me at the ER? I was like, I have to take Scarlett and Aiden's asleep and I can't carry them both into the ER. And, you know, of course, our our parents are pretty awesome if we call them and we need anything they usually if they're able to drop everything and get to us as quick as possible which they've always been that way my mom and anthony's parents they're amazing so let's have let's have a real conversation here guys so i'm literally a block away when stephanie's calling me and i'm 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 turning left on our our main street to turn right onto our 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 home street i've got kyle in the car with me and I'm just trying to keep a straight face. But Kyle knows, you know, that Scarlett 
has her issues. So he's like, what's going on? I was like, Scarlett's going to the hospital. I've got to meet him there. It's like, uh, do you want to take half the pizza home? Do you remember how to lock the door and everything? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, crap. I got to go in and do something and change this. So look, I've been a 20-year-old before. I've gotten, I've gone drinking with military people. I've gone drinking with frat people. I know what to do. I went to the bathroom, and I did what everybody else does who has to sober up really quick. I went and got sick. It, it, you know what? It didn't help that I was already feeling sick, or it actually did help that I was already feeling sick, but that pizza was good. I really hated to waste it. <laughs> He's worried about the damn pizza. I, might have had another pe- I had another pizza on the way home so waiting for me, so I, I knew it wasn't that bad, but I, I was not. So th- this is the crux of the story. Adults go out, get drunk, have fun. When you have a preemie, that happens maybe once a year. This was my one time this year. And yeah. I, I had to get rid of it real quick because your kid's in trouble and you have to do what you need to do. I needed to get there. So went to the bathroom, got sick, told Kyle, say, hey, you remember how to lock the house? Just do that. I get to the hospital and I'm still, you know, feeling it a little bit, but I'm trying to wake up. It's mainly I'm tired. We had woken up at 6.30 that morning. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so we're already at... Why? On a Saturday. Yeah, it's 1 o'clock now by the time I get to the hospital. And there, and I know I'm feeling it because I crack a joke as soon as I walk into the ER. And the people at Cook's Children there greet you. And I get to the lady, I'm, I'm, my daughter, or my wife just showed up with my daughter. I need to get with them. And they're like, okay, what's the name? I gave Scarlett's name. And they start reaching for the for the stickers, like, not red, not red, not red. And she started laughing. She's like, you know it's red. I was like, I know. I was just hoping. <laughs> I do remember that conversation. <laughs> I made her laugh. I felt good. I was, and, and I go to humor when I'm upset or I'm freaking out. Just humor is my thing, even though some people think I'm always angry. I, 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 I diffuse. So I was glad to have a little moment with that lady, that nurse at the front desk. That was fun. <laughs> So I get back to the room, and yeah, the rest of the story is yours, because I remember passing out quite a bit in the chair, asking for food, but I didn't want to eat because Scarlett was awake, I think, for some of it. We didn't want to eat for some reason. So it's like I was there by myself, but I wasn't. Because I was still answering questions. Because Anthony was, I mean, he was there, but he was like pretty much passed out in in the chair, and I had to keep tapping him because he'd fall asleep and start snoring, or when the doctor would come in, I'd tap him like, hey, wake up. I let him sleep for the majority of the time, but I woke him up when we were leaving the room and then I woke him up when the doctor was coming back with the results. I don't remember y'all going to the MRI. I don't remember y'all. Yeah, so the doctor had come in and said, we, I told him, I'm like, look, this is what happened last week. We were here a week ago. This is what happened. And I was like, maybe something got overlooked. I was like, are you able to look at last week's stuff? But I do remember this doctor being a little more on it. He was. He was really on it. uh, He reminded me of Doogie Howser. He wasn't very young at all. He wasn't? No. (laughs) All right, well, Doogie was in the room in my world, and I remember him tapping on Scarlet's stomach and saying that he could feel that she was impacted. Yes, and I and that was the one thing that I told him, like, she presented this exact same way last week. How is it that you can tell that she's, she's constipated, but the doctor last week couldn't? And he was just like, we need to give her, he go, we, we did everything, like all the tests we did. Um, they did a urinary tract infection test just to make sure because they wanted to rule everything out. And I held her hand for 
for that. Yeah, you did. She did not like that. She woke up for that part. Well, hell, I probably would have woken up for that too. He ended up coming back in. We just got the x-rays back. Like, Shunt looked good. Every The CT looked good. And she is compacted. With, she, she needs to poop. And we're going to give her an enema and it's going to be a really good one. And as soon as she poops, y'all can leave. Which, so this happens maybe once a year. And we forget. We always forget that enema we can do one at home. Yeah, but apparently the ones at home aren't as good as the ones but at the hospital. If you let them get that far, it's true. We could stop it, and that—that's one of the mental notes that we took away from this is that when we start seeing, we we oh we have been good at keeping track of her bowel movements, but we kind of got lacked in it because well this year, and it's not. I mean, it's not really. We can't <clears throat> put the blame on us because not everything was being. We haven't been able to be with her. <laughs> yeah, we're not putting it on us. We're putting it on her school no we're not putting on her school either <laughs> because i mean they weren't they didn't know what after they school don't how severely like. and yeah we need to know the information exactly so we took away enemas we we know they work the last time we did it we had your sister come and do it for us because we couldn't do it yeah <laughs> that's how long ago it was i was like do these need to be monitored by a nurse <laughs> Luckily, we've got an RN in the family. Uh, she's like, dude, you can do this by yourself. You don't need me. It's like, we could, but we've got you. So here. <laughs> You're already here. Come help. So. <laughs> I forgot how he coaxed her over to do that. I don't remember. Uh, anyway. I was a little irritated and I was just like, she, she's obviously been constipated this whole time. Because this kid will eat. It just got worse. So like, she very well could have been constipated the first time that we took her to the ER. Oh, you know she was. And they were like, oh, she's not that bad. You can send her home. So for real, the doctor wasn't young? No, he wasn't young. <laughs> Oh, this is the other thing that I don't even know if you remember. Our nurse got pulled into a Oh, trauma. I do remember that. There was like a big thing that happened. Something happened and Saturday night and we, our nurse got pulled away so we, we got didn't forgotten. see her. And I remember we... Every other nurse was Scarlett, coming in. Yeah, Scarlett wanted me to hold her. And so I got in the bed and was holding her. And then I'm waking up because I hear the door open and it's a different nurse. And I'm like, oh, crap, have we been here that long that we got shift change? change? So, okay, so... <laughs> In, in in timeline, when they decided to give Scarlett the enema, it's 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, it, we had been there. We had been there so long. So I do remember seeing lots of different nurses. And then I remember our regular nurse coming in saying, I'm sorry, I've been in this other room. I'm going to come in and check the orders. Like, uh, everything's already done. The enema's been given. Her IV's been given. We're about to leave. Yeah, our, <laughs> our nurse is like, I'm gonna, they just gave the orders for the enema. I'll be in in a second to give it to her. And I'm like, someone already came in and gave it to her. Don't give her another one, please. <laughs> She did not like She's that first one. She's got no more to give. <laughs> but yeah, I remember we kept, I had finally fallen asleep about 4 a.m. And then an hour or so later, they came in and were like, okay, we're going to give her an enema. And Oh, you fell asleep too? I did. I fell asleep for a little bit. It's risky business in that chair. <laughs> it is. And so they gave her the enema and she pooped and they let us go. And we... It's now 6 o'clock. Yeah, we left the hospital about 6.30 a.m. Yeah, because it was shift change. I remember walking out while uh, a herd of nurses were coming coming in. in yeah before I fell asleep the first time probably about 3 three thirty ish I had just text my mom was up waiting for her. I think she was up waiting for us I was texting her and she was up because of you <laughs> I ended up texting her I was like hey I don't know how much longer this is gonna be just go to sleep and we'll come get Aiden in the morning or I, I asked I'm like is it okay if Aiden just stays with you and I'll just come get him in the morning because we were going by there for breakfast anyway yeah we were gonna come for we were gonna go over for breakfast 
But on Stephanie's side of the family, breakfast is after 12. Yeah, breakfast at noon. <laughs> so so she was just like, yeah, he's fine. Don't worry about him. I'll see you guys in the morning. Y'all be careful. I think I remember her telling me, just, you know, text me and let me know y'all, y'all get home okay and everything. And I don't remember. Normally, when we're at the ER, I let both sides of the family know. And I can't remember. I think I did. I sent a message to Anthony's family, but I knew my mother-in-law was already babysitting. So I didn't want to text her or call her because I wanted to wake the kids that she had up. And so if we didn't text, hey, surprise, (laughs) this is where we were on Sunday. (laughs) So we get home about seven and Scarlett's wide the hell awake. She is wide awake. And I was like, baby girl, let's take a nap. So I put her in a room and I do my normal nighttime thing because luckily it's still kind of dark it was, outside. Yeah, it was still dark. So she thought she was just waking up in the middle of the night and luckily she gave us a couple of hours before she barged in and came and slept in our bed. It was only an hour. Not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> she was in our room in our bed at eight o'clock asking for a drink and to eat because she was hungry. And she had room. Yeah, she had room now. And then that whole day she was tearing it up. Oh, it was Pozole yeah. Sunday and she was eating donuts. She was eating pizza. pizza. I know. And they that had kid said was on a tear. They had told us to give her anti-nausea medicine and to just give her light foods. Don't give her anything really heavy or greasy. But no, that There's girl, no light foods for that kid. She did not want anything. I got her. I brought her soup and crackers. And luckily, I had bought them the night before. I took them with us to my mom's. And I had got. I was going to make her toast. And she was just She was double fisting Madeline's while you were in the other room. (laughs) That girl. She she can put food away. She had woken me up. And I got her an apple juice. I gave her her medicine first to make sure that she didn't throw up. And I gave her some apple juice and um, some Cheerios because she wanted cereal. And so... So we laid in in the bed and we're we're watching Coco and just some of the movies. I don't remember any of that. I know. (laughs) All right. So let's have our full house moment here, guys. You know, where Danny Tanner sits down on the couch and gives him the lesson of the story. (laughs) Life with the preemie is always interesting and you don't want to say it's not fun, but sometimes it's not fun. But sometimes that not fun is fun because you get stories out of it. It's rare that you get to go out and it's even rarer when you get to go out by yourselves. (laughs) It's even rarer when you get to go out together. Yes. So date night. If you're a NICU parent and you your child's still in the NICU, go on date. Get reacquainted with each other because it's very easy to blame and hate each other while you're sitting in those rooms. Go out. Take advantage of the nurses. Do what you need to do because as soon as you get out. It's so much harder. Family is going to be a little scared of your kid. They're not going to know what to do. They're going to think everything is wrong. You're going to think everything is wrong. You're not going to want to leave them. You're going to feel guilty about leaving them. But And when you let your guard down and you do leave them and something like this happens, you're going to think that you're never going to leave them again. But you know what? Still looking forward to next month and I'm planning something to go out. Stephanie had a night out a few weeks before this and it didn't turn out well either. No. Nothing with Scarlet. It was just so their family issues that... It, it just it doesn't even have to be your preemie. It, it can be anything in life. By this point, there's there's no such thing as a fair life. Even saying that life isn't fair doesn't mean anything. It's Life is life. You're going to live it however it's given to you. So you just got to take it as it happens. And you just got to seek the opportunities and take them as you can. So don't feel bad about 
taking date nights. Don't feel bad about taking sister night. Don't feel taking best friends night. They they have to happen. And even if they don't turn out the way you think they're going to, hopefully you'll have an awesome wife that hides it from you as long as she can <laughs> and lets you sleep through Doogie Housers coming in that aren't Doogie Housers and going home and sleeping and having Pozole the next day. That's what I wish for you. <laughs> I don't know if I've caught up on my sleep from that from this past week man i i didn't feel right till tuesday that you know the alcohol when you get older it stays a lot longer you may be bigger but it doesn't it doesn't go away faster <laughs> i did not catch up on sleep or feel right until tuesday i was three days after i actually got <laughs> had a drink yeah so that was our little excursion it wasn't fun, but, you know, it gives us content. And sorry for not keeping you guys on a schedule, but oh this my is, gosh. This last is just how it's going to be. Last week was rough. Yeah, so, and it's turning out that every week is just, there's just so much going on. And sometimes it's with Scarlet, sometimes it's just other stuff that's going on with, with family and such. So, we're probably going to start stockpiling these extras, and we'll be releasing them once we figure out how to do a uh, either a Patreon or a premium subscriber uh page to help us out a little bit with the cost of running the podcast so if that's something that you like please like share that way we can have more people that way if we can bring this back to a free medium we can but the extras will probably be coming will start becoming a perk for uh for members fairly soon because it's it is becoming time consuming and it does cost a little bit to to put these podcasts out so like share subscribe what's our facey spaces at growing up no our facebook is womp 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 i don't know go to com. all of our social medias are there you can send us messages yeah all the links our link to the youtube is there as well or if you want to send us a message if y'all have any ideas comments questions you can always send us an email as well uh to growing up micropremie at gmail.com other than that i'm anthony And I'm Stephanie. And we'll talk with you later.